Hi, this is Gardening Related. I'm Aunt Rebecca in Oregon. I'm Elizabeth over in New York. Hi. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Do you have snow? No, it's actually a super bummer because we have the cold, but we do not have the snow. So it's just uh, it's just kind of bleak, you know, hurts your face, but it, it doesn't have like that warm, puffy, cloudy feeling that you want. Yeah. And snow also insulates. It does. Yeah. Don't they say snow is the poor man's fertilizer? <laughs> I think I, I heard I that somewhere once. <laughs> I, I haven't heard the fertilizer part. Snow is a poor man's mulch, maybe. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But um, snow is also an insulator. But you, you and I know you have peonies. And yes. this is good for your peonies and your lilacs oh, and your is? tulips. Oh, yes. <clears throat> because they need that chill. Got it. Oh, I had no idea. So if it's like a warmer year, will we not get as good a bloom? That's right. No way. Huh. Yes. Californians have to put their tulips in the icebox <gasps> for 40 days and 40 nights, just and, like the Bible. And lilacs, <laughs> forget about it. You have to stick a whole fr- fridge, fridge over them. You, you do, or you put a whole bunch of uh, massive amounts of ice cubes. I told you, I think, that when I was in uh, California, I threw ice cubes on my peonies, and I was about the only one that got blooms. <gasps> that is a pro tip right there. <clears throat> yes. For, for Californians, God love you with all of this water. God love you and oh. keep you. We are, we are with you in spirit, yeah. girlfriend, boyfriend. We are so with you. Oh, my God. And, it's <clears throat> awful. And when you get the chance, when it starts to dry out a bit, which will be March, <clears throat> maybe, throw some of that, um, that, that ice on your peonies and lilacs if you have them, and you may get a bloom or two. I have to tell you the story. That when I first moved to California with Haunt, mm-hmm. I went over to um, Costco, which is sort of like a Sam's, only it's bigger. And they had all of these amazing bags of uh, bulbs for very little money. Mm-hmm. Love Costco. I know. Or Sam's. <laughs> or Sam's. I bought a whole bunch of daffodils. And <clears throat> I got them in, say, November. And then Thanksgiving came and Christmas came and then January came and I was ready to finally plant them. And it was nice out. It was, you know, 50 degrees out during the days. Nice. Nice. And and I thought, well, I'm wondering if I'm too late. And I looked across the street because I was in a neighborhood at that time. And there were my neighbor's daffodils blooming. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm thinking. Too late. <laughs> yeah. Too late. But I planted them anyway because it cost me 12 whole dollars. And there were like 50 of them and I wasn't going to let them go to waste. And they were fine. They bloomed that year? They bloomed that year. (gasps) They bloomed. They were weaker. They were shorter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they bloomed late, obviously. Obviously. You know, everybody was looking at me in March and going, how do you get your daffodils to do that so late? And I'm like, oh, it's my secret. (laughs) You know, it's just... (laughs) Being a professional and all. Yeah. 
actually, I, I probably said it was pure laziness. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I was so tired from wrapping presents and buying and shopping and decorating. Uh, I couldn't get out there to plant them. Anyway, they bloomed and they still bloom and they were always there. So <clears throat> for your California people that haven't planted your bulbs yet, good for you. They might have all floated away by now um, and plant them late and uh, don't expect a great show. But next year you'll have a good show. Yeah. <clears throat> Exactly. So, so I'm sending you seeds. Yes, we are yes. in the seed planning phase and it is so exciting. Oh my it god. Is. So, everybody knows by now <clears throat> that you should start with a very clean clean uh pot or a series of pots or whatever you put them in, they have to be clean uh, your uh, pots. Clean, sterilized, and that mm -hmm. requires you dip them in um 90% water, 10% Clorox, and let them sit for a couple of few minutes, and then rinse them. <clears throat> and it doesn't have to be hot water, it just has to be water that you let them sit in and get all the junk out of them if you've used them before. Mm -hmm. That includes clay pots, that includes plastic pots, that includes ceramic pots, anything. Then you start with clean seed starter mix. Mm -hmm. Um <clears throat> I have probably some seed starter mix downstairs that I opened five years ago. And since I've been sick for that time, I haven't gotten back to. And I'm thinking of putting it in the um, um, oven. What? And and sterilizing it. Oh, that makes so sense. That, so that any weird things. Nats, eggs, or yes. you know, other pest eggs, funguses. I knew you'd come up with all those fancy words. So... <laughs> Any of those things, they die out because you want sterile soil. Mm -hmm. Now, for those of you that don't have a lot of space to put your uh, plant, pot up your seedlings and plant them out into a four inch after they start to get a little, you know, their third leaf or their fourth leaf, you can... What I'm going to do is I'm going to use a little bit bigger uh, plug hole, you know, like a <clears throat> instead of 100 plugs in one tray, I'm going to use it like 60 or 72 plugs in one tray. <laughs> and I'm going to fill the bottom with garden soil, with top-notch, wonderful, store-bought bag of wonderful soil that you would pot up anything into, mm, mm -hmm. not seed starter mix, half of it. The bottom half. And why do you do that? I'll tell you. And then the top part is seed seed starter. Okay. <clears throat> Sterile, lovely. <clears throat> so then you put your seeds in and you water them with warm water so that it gives them a head start. Aww, take then, care of the babies. <clears throat> baby. It's neonatal time. Yeah. Ne seeds are neonatal. So then <clears throat> you cover them with something so that the moisture stays in, even if it's a Ziploc bag or... <clears throat> a uh, 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 plastic dome if you've got it, but definitely cover your seeds. Mm -hmm. Don't expect them to bloom uh, or especially if you put them on a heat pad, they'll just dry out. So you need oh. to get that dome over them of some sort. In encircle them with plastic. Mm -hmm. I've actually, I've saved <laughs> some like big clear plastic bags that I have. Good idea. And, Good. you know, I'm thinking I, cause I have one dome, but then I'm thinking for the others, you know, I'll wrap them up in that, stick some chopsticks in that to, to keep it elevated yeah, off keep, them. Yeah. And there we go. Perfect. Perfect. And you can also do small ones in Ziplocs. Oh yeah. Yes. 
In fact, you can do a whole thing in Ziplocs. Hmm. I've had fun saving um, saving my berry, uh, the plastic berries yes. that you get, the plastic yeah. container. Yes. That seems like it would be perfect for seeds. You know, it's about yes. the right height, uh, depth. At the start, at the very, very start, before they they um, germinate, need to be potted up. You can you can even close the lid to keep that humidity yes. in. Um, yes. You know, and then afterwards, you cut the lid off and you wrap them in, in larger plastic. I have I ordered that um, uh, that da da da. Yes, the the sort of mini uh, greenhouse. Yes, yes. Did it? Did it- did it come? It came and it's all set up in my living room. I have it in, in my south facing window. I am so excited. It's all ready for seeds. I have a um Excellent. I have my um peace lily in there now because it, you know, it took the spot that the peace lily was in. So that's perfect. you know that's all and nice, four- happy, and tropical currently. At- perfect. And it has four four shelves. Uh it has four shelves. Yep. And it has a, a big plastic cover that goes over it. So that'll take mm-hmm. care of my plastic. Um and I'm thinking that so will. the bottom two shelves are below my window. So they won't see the window. So what I'll need to do is get two grow lights, like the long ones that fit under the shelf. And I'm just gonna tie them, twist tie them. Um, to the or bottom could, of the or shelf. Or you can lift it. Yes, I could lift it. I don't think that I have a table or the capacity to lift it well. Cin- I'm going to say it again. Cinder blocks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bringing cinder blocks up these stairs into the living room. <laughs> no, you don't have to do it. That's what you've got a band for. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> True. Just, True. just so you know, you could also put it on the side of your dining room table. <clears throat> yes. So that it's high enough up, just so you know, just so you're thinking. So I have you know, like so- the monolith of gardening in my in my house, like bah, bah, yeah, bah, 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 bah. yeah, 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 <laughs> just like that. But then it's, just like it's green plants <clears throat> that just come spewing out. <laughs> And I think that was the whole point of 2001 was to get you to plant like that. You know, honestly, that's that's really the truth. You want to know where life is. It's in it's in the plants. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So (laughs) that's so funny. I was going to say something that was really important. Oh, Oh, so so one of the things that uh, you do when you plant good garden, good soil in the bottom half Mm -hmm. is that it buys you time because sterile soil has no nutrients. Right. Of course. But the little seed needs that sterile soil so that it doesn't get killed by anything that's in a nutrient-based garden soil. Mm. <clears throat> so it it starts its way and it's happy and it's coming up and it's got its two baby leaves and then it starts springing and it it's a real leaf and then another real leaf and before you know it, you need a four-inch pot and soil. Well, <clears throat> if you need a week or two. Mm-hmm. It's growing into good soil with nutrients. Right. It's not going to get real um, weak because it's got nutrients at the bottom of that plant, at that pot, I mean. Mm -hmm. And so it buys you just a little bit of time. Got it. That makes sense. 
And uh, it's and it very probably important. helps you get a, a bigger root ball so that when you transplant it, you have nice, right. good, strong, sturdy. Root. I'm always jealous of the roots that structure that you get um, when you buy a, a seedling at the store. You know, the ones that the seedlings that I have done don't get yeah. that nice, big, packed root structure that, you know, maybe it's a little... Well, they're grown in a heated greenhouse, so they have all the light in the world, uh, and they're fed. They're fed half, uh, half portion food like every week. Oh, so wait, if I fed, if I like watered my plants, yes, my seedlings there. in Miracle Grow, like a, a half diluted half Miracle Grow, <clears throat> then they would be week. like like uh, Home Depot seeds. Yes, but remember what I said about Miracle Grow. It's like heroin. Mm-hmm. So then you plant it in the ground and it starts to pout and it doesn't look so good and it's not happy because it's being fed heroin and you're asking it to cold turkey off it. So you have to start keep feeding it Miracle Grow. My recommendation is is that you feed it something like um, fish emulsion. Mm. or <clears throat> some other kind of fertilizer that's more healthy, more natural. Yes. That it, won't, <clears throat> that it won't go into a shock because you're not feeding it that anymore. And when you put it in the ground, you put it around a lot of manure. You could feed manure tea, which would be wonderful, but it's going to be hard to get that up your flight of stairs um, <clears throat> and not stink the house up. <clears throat> but <clears throat> you could feed it manure tea um, when the when the plants go outside in like a cold frame or something or when they're ready to go outside for the daytimes got it okay got it that makes so much sense yeah and because the i people- don't want i don't want plants addicted to heroin at least not the not the outdoor ones the indoor ones i can easily continue feeding heroin to as long as i <laughs> plant right. heroin create those addicts create them i'm i'm with you i've got some dying plants that need some heroin here so <clears throat> So the thing is that um, when you do that, when you put a little bit of good soil, half good soil in the bottom, it buys you at least a week. Mm -hmm. So the seeds I'm going to send you are going to be uh, mostly flowers um, because you didn't want the tomatoes. And I totally understand. And I've got some. Well, I already had I already had um, the tomatoes. So next year we'll coordinate. Yes, yes. And and I'd like that. And did you get any sun gold seeds? Oh my god, I didn't get sun golds. Oh my I god. Di- I didn't either. I usually <gasps> buy one plant. Okay. Okay. I'll buy a plant. And then Elizabeth, my <laughs> I don't know if this will happen for you in zone 5. But uh, my plant produces so many tomatoes that they fall to the ground and I always have little starts the next year. Yeah. Huh. Wait, starts of tomato plants? <clears throat> yeah, sun gold tomato plants. Oh. I always have, you know, a dozen. Well, my chickens uh, kind of free uh-huh. ranged through the, so I'm pretty sure they would have eaten any any tomato that was left behind. And I don't think that I had any that fell to the ground this year. Okay. Uh, my tomato harvest was was not great. I didn't stick them in the best soil that I could have. So I got good carrots. I got decent, um, you know, other things. Yeah. but. I didn't, they went in the good bed. The tomatoes did not. So things to learn and improve on for next year. You're just beginning and you still ate tomatoes. Good girl. 
Well, you know, it's it's about building that soil quality, right? That it's also takes about years. building your education. Yeah, absolutely. So you learn what it's like, okay? And yeah. a tomato root goes way down. Mm-hmm. It's two, three feet down. Mm-hmm. You, you're not going to get a good tomato in a little shallow pot. You're just not going to do it. So, no. <clears throat> or a little shallow garden bed. So when you're permaculture double digging, yep. you double, triple dig. You know, my tomato beds are, uh, I made haunt or somebody double, triple dig on the hole I was putting it in and throw in half a bag of manure. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then every year, <clears throat> Uh, or every other year, because I switch them back and forth, and you're going to need to rotate. We'll talk about that later. Uh, <clears throat> every other year or so, when I go back to that place, I make him double dig it again and throw in another half a bag of manure. Now, I get very leafy plants, but I have a long growing season, mm-hmm. and they they don't ripen until September. Mm. And it can get hot. It's getting hotter and hotter in, in Oregon in summer. Yeah. And those leaves save those plants. Right. Right. Which is what manure does. It gives you more leaf than tomato at the beginning. But you need you need that leaf to draw in the sun, photosynthesize. Yeah. Keep it cool. Yes. And to make the tomato viable mm-hmm. for when it's too hot. Yeah. Yeah. That okay, makes sense. Good. That so makes these, sense. So these seeds I'm sending you, I can't stay on subject today. These seeds, <laughs> <clears throat> I Xeroxed off the back and the front of both things. And then I opened up yours and I put my uh, my part of this half of the seed packets into these little, little tiny envelopes that I've got, <clears throat> that I had. And I uh, taped them shut and taped them to the back and the front of the thing. So I have the exact same copy. And then I taped up yours and I put them with tags and with something called, it's like a screw-on sprinkler head, huh. only there's m- many of them, <clears throat> for ironing. My mother, your mother, well, maybe not your mother, but my mother, <laughs> always had a, like a Coca-Cola bottle that she had painted really ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, she did. Can confirm. Yep. <laughs> And, and she had a sprinkler head on it mm-hmm. that fit with a cork because at the time they didn't have screw-ons. And so she and she would sprinkle her, her laundry that she needed to iron. Like salt and pepper, sh- like a salt and pepper shaker, but a Coke bottle? Mm, it was a Coke bottle. It was more like a little sprinkler head. Huh. Okay. It was a metal sprinkler head with a Coke bottle, a, a cork bottom that would fit into that Coke bottle. Glass Coke bottle. Oh, okay. Now we have screw-ons and plastic. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I looked them up on Google and I <clears throat> I think I Googled something like iron sprinkler heads or side, ironing sprinkler heads or something. And, and there's all different sizes and shapes in there. So hopefully you'll find a couple of bottles that fit it. And that's really invaluable for watering your seeds because... Most big pots will scatter your seeds into the next pot over mm-hmm. because you're yeah. watering it too hard. They're too harsh. Yeah. <clears throat> They're too hard. So you really need this little baby little twi- tri- trickle. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and always make sure that it's warm to tepid. Mm-hmm. 
tested on your wrist like a like a real baby <laughs> like a real baby and if you it, it is needle neonatal time if you get it cold you're gonna stunt the growth stunt mm-hmm. the germination if you get it too hot yeah if you get it too hot you're gonna cook them mm-hmm. so you want it tepid to warm and that gives them the idea that the sun is really warm out and it's rain is really nice and oh boy it's time to grow and is that even for cold loving seeds like like my peas and well lettuce I guess peas go right into the ground with the nails Peas go right into the ground. You can you can do that. No, I would use cool uh cool for peas. I would use warm for lettuce. Oh, okay. Because lettuce is a 45 day thing and um not too warm, mostly tepid. Yeah. Um but cold stops them from germinating except mm-hmm. for peas. And maybe spinach. And I sent you spinach. It's called Bloomsdale and it's all crinkly. So you're going to have to wash it. Oh, I love it. I love okay. it. I'm so excited. Yes. Yeah. I am getting so excited looking at, at all my seeds. I went through all of them, the ones that I had collected, the ones that I um, bought this year. And um, one thing that I also want to do is look at getting um, a couple trees in the yard. What and, kind of trees? Um, well, I'm thinking I'd like to get a um, some apple, some pear, and um, chestnut, and hazelnut. No. Yeah, chestnut and hazelnut. Yeah. I don't think the hazelnut will grow there. Because no? we're, ki- we're king of the ki- hazelnuts out here, and we're 8B. So okay. you can check it out. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you will get every bird which is wonderful mm-hmm. but every other varmint in the country in your county yeah uh, on your nut trees mm-hmm. just know that please okay. just know that um <clears throat> and where are you going to plant them in your backyard well yeah yeah obviously away from the house because chestnut trees can get pretty big but um we have a little bit of a swampy backyard so um i'm thinking kind of in the middle, not in the back back where it's a little drier. Uh, Cause I know chestnut trees prefer drier climates or drier soil. Um, now what about, what about out front? Out front? For yeah. your chestnut as a shade tree. Mm-hmm. You want shade in the front? <coughs> Sorry. I don't know what you want in the front. And I know you have a very short front yard, but it would, we do. Would be- we don't have much space in the front. And okay. I don't think that we can get shade in the front. Well, if we put if we put a tree there, it would block all my southern windows in the house. Good point. Good point. Unless you put it on the western side. If I put it in the western side, that's shaded. Okay. I don't remember oh, what's it, there. out front. Yeah, it is it is shaded. Okay. We have we have a solar panel um out there. It's it's not it's not our solar panel. It's to run the the town septic, but it's like Oh, you can't put of, anything in there. <clears throat> no. no, the town, no. The I think I think you. the town would be really mad at me if I put shade if I planted a tree right in front of their solar panel. <laughs> I I agree. So <clears throat> the trees that you're suggesting, especially the fruit trees, if you put them on the edges of your property, your neighbors will resent it. Mm-hmm. Just know that. 
if you put them in the center of your property, you're going to have a difficulty with um, sun. Mm-hmm. Now, that might be okay for you. You might want a shady place near the house where <clears throat> um, apple trees and pear- pears grow fast. Apples, oh, okay. not quite as fast. Chestnuts, my experience, I have a chestnut out front, a pink chestnut, and mm. uh, it grows very fast in full sun. Huh. Okay. And so <clears throat> I, you have to think, Elizabeth, you have to think when you're planting trees, you can't transplant them. It's a right. one-shot deal. Right. And you're, you're exactly. transplanting not for just you, but for generations, mm-hmm. provided yeah. that you still own the home in 20 years. <clears throat> yeah. So you have to think about if you're going to keep this property as, like, say, rentals, <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, where would you like a shade tree? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have, I, I think we have a, a decent spot. Um, you know, it, it is towards the center back of the the property and right. we could use more shade there. Um, right. and then there's, there's also room for, um, for, I don't know, uh, two or three rows of, um, apple and pear. As long as they can stand some of the swampiness, you know, that's that's my question. They can't stand swampiness? No. Uh, t- trees die, usually. There are a few. There's a birch, and I found out that there's a maple. It's a um, beautiful red maple that, that eats water that I planted in my front yard because it gets to be kind of like a lake in the northern part. <clears throat> and they yeah. eat water. <clears throat> they take a lot of water. Um, you could also, yeah, plant. that would be, that would be helpful. Cause I, I would love to get some, yeah, some plants in that mitigate some of the water that we see in the back in the swamp. Hydrangeas, hydrangeas love water. Okay. Hydrangeas love water. And if you can keep them away from harsh sun. Mm-hmm. Well, I can do you know, that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, also, um, I want to send you some of mine because they're, they're rare or, I saw this plant in one of my English garden magazines and it was blooming. It was about four feet high. It looked like a pink globby feather, mm-hmm. <laughs> bright, bright pink maroony. I mean, not maroon, mm. uh, magenta, beautiful. It was shocking to me, four feet tall. <clears throat> uh. And then this glob of feathery magenta-ness. <clears throat> and I read the thing and it, it's called, get this, a philopendula, F I L I P E N D U L A. Philopendula. Philopendula. They love water. They grow around creeks and beds and and stuff like that. And I think you should think about maybe making a little pond. I have thought about that because we have we have a pond just beyond the fence, but. You know, it gets so swampy uh, when it rains hard that I think we could have at least a vernal pond that appears, you know, in heavy rains. Um, you could have, be, you might be able yeah. to have another kind of pond. I mean, if you dig down a little bit, you might have a spring there. Yeah. In yeah. which case you could have a little pond that <clears throat> um, your philopendula and your hydrangeas encircle. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be so pretty. That would, would be nice. That. And I will, um, they're dormant now and they spread a bit. 
Mm-hmm. And they've spread into places I don't want them. It's been years, but they finally spread. And so I want to try to send you some. Yes, please. If I can't, if if they arrive dead, you know, and I'll put them in plastic bags full of water and stuff. But if they arrive dead, I'll send you some seed. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. <clears throat> but they grow in England and England gets snow, so they'll grow for you. Okay. Yeah. I love it. And I love hydrangeas. They're yeah. They're just they feel so so whimsical. They do. And you should ask your neighbors if you can take cuttings in the spring. Mm-hmm. Can you can you do cuttings of a oh, hydrangea? Yeah. You can oh, yeah. do hydrangea? Yeah. Huh. Special especially in some willow water, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Now they'll be tiny, but <clears throat> In some really rich soil and some moist, always soil, you're going to come along just fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I can do that. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> a pear tree needs full sun. It'll drop mm-hmm. its fruit and it'll be a mess. Same with an apple because you grew up with an apple tree. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> they but require- see, here's the thing. I have okay. chickens. I have chickens and they are going to love all of the nasty fruit that I don't want to eat that's too bug ridden or whatever and that falls to <clears throat> falls to the ground. Are you willing to spray? Because apples get no. Okay. <laughs> I don't spray my apples and I'm I'm besought with worms in my apples. They're horrible. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you don't want your chickens getting worms either. Apples need to be sprayed. I would recommend, highly recommend, that you <clears throat> get a small apple tree and keep it in the biggest pot you can. Oh. So that so that when you move, yeah, you take the apple with you. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> if you really want pears as well, find out from your nurseryman which pears are the best ones to grow in your in your neck of the woods, mm-hmm. because pears need some heat to get sweet and juicy. And you know, you pick a pear before it's sweet and juicy, mm-hmm. and you sit it on your counter, and then you let it ripen. Yes, <clears throat> something yes. I didn't know. And which ones you like. And then you have to go do some research. You have to go eat some pears, girl, and mm-hmm. find out which ones you like. I had a delicious pear um, at a at a showing of a house that I was selling. Oh, no it, wonder you uh, like last, Was it last year, two years ago? Um, it was delicious. I wish I knew the type of, of tree it was, the type well, of Well, honey, pear. You, know the, you know the owners or who they were. I ask do. Them. I ask do. Ask them. Well, All you have to do is call them up and ask them. Okay. They won't. They yeah, love giving true. you that. I yeah, as long as they were the ones who planted it. I don't know how old the tree was or when it was planted. If it was when they were living there or not. So we'll see. <laughs> you can always find that out. And if they don't know if it was planted before them, ask the new owners if you can come over and take one and then take it to your nurseryman and say, What kind of pear is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's and a then good you idea. can go back and tell them, you know. <clears throat> Um, and that's not hard to do. And people usually are very, very um, considerate mm-hmm. about that because, you know, they want to encourage people to grow things. Yes. Yes. I mean, if anyone stopped over at <clears throat> my place and asked me what something was, I would be happy to to share. I mean, that's that's gardening. That's gardening that's right. culture. We want to share right. because that's the right. more you share, the more you're growing. That's right. Also, find out um, in that yard if there was a second pear tree. Because some pears need just, two of them. It, there was just the one. Okay. So it so must that, have been a self-pollinating pear tree. Yes. Yeah. And that's very important. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do first is I would go to those people and ask them because mm-hmm. you liked that pear. Yeah. 
Oh, it was delicious. It was crunchy. It was crisp. It was sweet. Crunchy pears. Okay. I like a crunchy pear. Well, it was right off the tree, so it wasn't, you know. I know, but you like kale, so there's no explaining it. (laughs) (laughs) So there. We just disagree on some things, and that's perfectly fine. And it's wonderful. (laughs) Somebody has to eat all that kale. Right? Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. And somebody has to eat all the chocolate. Okay. So. We both take our jobs very seriously. Yeah. It's important. And and what is it you hate? Oh, ham. I love ham and you don't. Oh, yeah. No. See? Somebody has to eat all that ham. So. I I do love bacon, though. Well, that's good. I mean, there'd be really something wrong with you. You wouldn't be a landrum if you didn't like bacon. No, I'm I'm an American. I like bacon. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that requires Americanism. I think it requires definitely, though, in our family. Oh, yeah. So you wanted a pear, an apple, a chestnut. And what was the the fourth one? Hazelnut. Now, I heard of this one guy who grows hazelnuts in Wisconsin where they reach negative 20. Okay, so then. I thought, well, if he can grow a hazelnut, why can't I? Well, that's news to me. I know. I have to find out w- particularly what kind of hazelnut, because I think it is like specifically a hardy hazelnut. And, and then- I know it, it won't come as, as close to as good as Oregon hazelnuts in zone eight, eight and a half. Uh, just like your apples aren't as good as New York's in zone five and a half. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we're close to we're close to Washington and they got the best apples in the we world. We are the Empire State of Apples. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> Listen, there's a there's a shocking thing about gardeners. <clears throat> when <clears throat> when you were just a baby. Martha Stewart was big on television Mm -hmm. and she had a show where she uh, was gardening with a guy named Dan Hinckley Mm -hmm. who owned this massive nursery up near Seattle and um, Haunt and I decided we were living here. We decided to go take a trip up there and go see his nursery along with many other things. And so I called up and uh, just after he'd been on Martha's show, I called him up thinking I was going to get a secretary and ask where he was and how to get there. <clears throat> and did he have any, I think I wanted wisteria at the time. And he had like 12 different kinds of wisteria. It was shocking. Oh. So <clears throat> I called him up <clears throat> and he answered the phone. Dan answered the phone. Oh, He'd I just been that. on Martha Stewart. And I was like, you know, I'm a New York secretary. I'm like, you answer your own phone? And he's like, yeah, I'm here hanging out at the desk. (laughs) I was like, Tim, we got to get you some help in here. (laughs) The guy in Wisconsin is going to love talking to you. Mm. Text him, call him, write him in whatever way you can and pick his brains for he will know what Mm. you can grow in your time zone. And maybe Wisconsin is the same because five is horrible. (laughs) Yeah, no, and I think they're I think they're like zone four, if not yeah. zone three up there. Like they're Yeah. I, I mean it gets down in negative forty sometimes. Like, no yeah. thank you. No thanks. Yeah, and for way longer. None of that. Yeah. So, exactly. I do know that here they have orchards and orchards of them and they have like uh twenty females and one male in the middle. 
and the males are taller and 20 females and one male. So you may have to get two. Mm -hmm. And I don't recommend it until you own your own home. Because if you sell that, you're going to have people chopping down your trees and it will kill you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So buy small, ask him if he has starts Mm -hmm. that he can send you in a four inch pot and you grow it in a gallon for a year and then in a five gallon. And by that time, maybe you're going to move. I don't know, Elizabeth, but until you get a bigger yard Mm -hmm. and your own, and your own land on that bigger yard that you're going to stick with for a while, mm -hmm. you know, put in your apple tree and, and see, yeah. Or put in your, your pear will grow fast. Mm -hmm. So you recommend pear above, above the others. Pear because it grows faster. Mm Mm-hmm. Just because it grows faster. Um, and I recommend, and a chestnut grows well if you want a shade tree. It's a really nice tree. Mm-hmm. They're also they're also a delicious nut, too. Yeah, I was going to say, and you get nuts from them. Yeah, yeah. And there's something, you know, I was planting trees once around my swimming pool. I was planting these little decorative uh, uh, trees that, that stay red in winter. <clears throat> and I just finished potting one up in a 12, in a... Uh, a 10 gallon or a 12 gallon pot. I was so tired and I leaned back in my chair to rest and I was breathing heavy and I just sat there for a minute and here came a little yellow perch. Uh, oh, not perch. Finch. Finch. A little, a little yellow finch. And he rested on the tree and helped me breathe. Oh, I love that. It I love that. Like, it's like, oh yeah, you too, but it's hard yeah. work out here. <clears throat> He was so happy. And it was like, he was three feet away from me on a brand new little spindly bush, a oh. bush of a tree. I yeah. love that. Right? There's just something magical about planting a tree. And, you know, you plant it once and it is an entire ecosystem. It's several ecosystems. You know, you have the branches, you have the trunk, you have the roots. Those are all different ecosystems for That's different right. little critters. And, and also, when, it is. It is amazing. And it's good for the environment. Mm-hmm. Also, when you plant your tree, plant some bulbs around it so that your yeah. gopher, some daffodils, mm-hmm. so your gopher won't eat it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. All the way around it, Elizabeth. Okay? Make okay. it thick with, with thick with daffodils. The daffodils only go down, excuse me, so far, and then the roots of the tree go down below that. And then set up the area so that you don't put any more soil around the trunk. Oh, okay. Because you'll rot it out. And Got then it. you're gonna and then you're gonna want to expand your patio into the shade mm-hmm. once it gets shady. So put down some uh I don't know, not straight concrete, but put down whatever you put down for your patio. <clears throat> and make sure then that the tree will grow the other way while it's brand new baby. Mm-hmm. So that when you, it, cause if you let it grow five years and then you put down a patio, it's going to kill half the tree. Right. Right. Of course. And those roots and everything are going to be squished. Yeah. So, so you're setting up a whole system from the very get go. Mm-hmm. You're setting up five years worth in yeah. a whole big get go. Exactly. And it's yeah. Really important to do that. You, you think it's like planting a tomato plant and not putting the uh, the the uh, stakes around it. Mm-hmm. 
You know, you know it, it doesn't need it today and you're really, really tired, but you don't get to it till three months from now and it's falling over and you've killed half your plant. Mm-hmm. You, you have to plant the whole, plan the whole thing with the tree, with the shade, what it will be, what will you will use it for, how you will use it, everything yeah. Yeah. from the very get-go. Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a magical thing, and here's my logic for for planting trees in a uh, in a property that I probably will not be in forever. Um, you know, we have a we have a two family house here, um, and we have friends who live downstairs and um, pay us rent, which is lovely. lovely. Um, and upstairs, that's where we live now. I would love to to keep this property forever. I think it's it's a great property. It's a great income property. I love the land that we have. It's just it's so unique. I I want to keep it forever. Um and I want to also encourage a, a certain type of of person who loves loves the land as well and, you know, wants to take care of the house and if they can benefit from, you know, having apple trees and chestnut trees and pear trees in their yard. Um, I think that's a beautiful thing. So, you know, I want to, I want to create the world that, that I want, you know, want to live in. I think that's wonderful. I think your, your wants are noble. And I think that you get, um, you get kudos for that. Um, just know though, that if you have to sell it, they might chop down your trees. Yeah. Just know that Mm -hmm. if you're prepared for that. You know, I have, I, I can't tell you how many times I had to turn my back on a garden when we moved because we rented for so long and I took certain um, plants with me, but I couldn't upgrade, I couldn't unplant trees. I just couldn't. Right. right. And, and that's okay. I think that um, a chestnut tree is a really wonderful idea. Some people hate fruit trees because they don't want the mess. They well, don't want the chickens and they don't want the mess. Short-sighted. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It is short-sighted. Just, but you have to be prepared. You kind of have to harden your heart if you sell your house. Yeah. If you don't sell your house and you use it as that property, um, you might not get your clients, your your uh, tenants, to pick up after the pairs. Yeah. Just just so you know. So yep. it's it it's six of one and a half dozen of the other, and I it's know. all okay. It's all I okay, know. Elizabeth. Live yep. and learn. And then when you do get into a house where it's big enough for you to raise a family and you're going to hang out there for a few years and it totally works for you. The schools, the neighborhood, the works. That's when you start seriously planting trees and you don't plant them the second year. You plant them the first year. Yeah. Yeah. You plant them right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And then you and I will have a whole tree thing. It will be so magical. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yep. Because you want every kind of tree that there is. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. <clears throat> what else? Well, <clears throat> so this uh, yesterday, the day before, yeah. I sharpened my tools. Get out. And yeah, I did. I did. And it was it was an undertaking. Uh, I had so I actually still have them up here because I brought them up. It was too cold to do it outside. Yes. You know, we're- yes, I do know. What did you sharpen them with? So I got a whetstone um, for oh Christmas. Oh, my God. And uh, so we have 
nice and sharp. Yes, I see that. Good. And uh, <clears throat> also all polished. So I oh, had nice. to I had to take all the rust off from having yes. left it outside a couple nights. Yes, in a row. dear. And, and losing it. Yes, yes. Yep. And losing it. But the, <clears throat> these are my favorite shears. So, yes, you know, yes. now they're they're all nice and clean. And then did, did you put vinegar on them to kill the rust? No, no, I used um, oh, it's not rustoleum, but it's the other thing. It's I know. like the the chemical cleaner. So okay. these Oh good. <clears throat> your shears these were left um by the previous owners and they were so rusty. They were completely rusted. Well look how good they look. They look really good, everybody. I spent I spent about an hour and a half on these and they still have some rust spots, but they are so so much sharper and i think they can do some serious damage i didn't actually test any of these because the only things that i had in the kitchen to cut were my own fingers and uh, i didn't feel like losing a finger so (laughs) go out and cut grass with those and see what happens yeah yeah and also show me the handles show me the handles of those wooden handles really nice wooden handles good so when they start getting not so nice paint them oh yeah and there's paint now that rubberizes. Oh, that's cool. So you could do that. And <clears throat> paint them something outrageous colored so you can find them in mm. the... <clears throat> don't paint them green. Paint Good them point. orange. Good <clears throat> point. Yeah, bright orange. <clears throat> yeah, my favorite. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> so that's fantastic. That is fantastic. Do you, the ends of your shovels. Mm-hmm. Yes. The shovel... Yes, do those. That has People to wait for a them. warmer day because I'm not bringing the shovel in the kitchen. <laughs> okay. Well, you could always put down some newspaper. It would be okay. I think I would take a window out if I, you know. Oh, I see. Backing out and. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Or you could do it in the, in the garage, but you need more light. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll do it in the garage or, or on the, the picnic table. You know, yeah, but it has to wait for a forty-five degree day, not a and you'll have not those. a thirty-two, you'll have yeah. and you'll be amazed at how much better your shovels are. You'll just be oh, yeah. amazed mm-hmm. at how much less work it takes because you've been hacking through what was that kudzu kudzu? Yeah. Oh my. Oh uh, <clears throat> yeah, Japanese knotweed. Which yeah. thankfully, I we'll see. We'll see if it comes back. I this last fall, I went so hard. You know, inch by inch, I cut everything down. I took a little paintbrush. I painted it with Roundup, like very minimal. So, you know, I ripped up all the root that I could. I took the roots that the root ends that I couldn't get out. I painted them with Roundup, too. So I'm I'm curious to see. I'm pretty hopeful that I got it all. We'll see. I think there's probably, you know, a couple little shoots that I'll I've missed. And I'll grab them. When they start, when they're baby leaves, let them grow two or three baby leaves mm-hmm. and then hit them again mm. with, with the crossbow. Hit them again where with the crossbow. Hurts. Yeah. Hit them where it hurts. Yes. <laughs> but you did it also in, in September when all of the energy is going back down into the roots. So that's good too. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. But in the spring, when they're first coming up, they're very vulnerable. So if you hit them with poison, then it usually takes it out of them. And that's a really, really, really good thing. I'm going to start some delphinium seeds in this next week because Haunt and I are going to plant a, a, make a delphinium bed. 
Oh, yes, of course. In front of the pergola facing the house. Oh, that's going to be so gorgeous. Blue delphiniums, I assume? Well, I think it'll be all different colors. Oh, that's going to be so gorgeous. I love it. Yeah. So you're starting some of your seeds then? I am. Okay. But but delphinium seeds, first of all, I'm an eight, which brings me to a question. Zone eight. Zone eight B. Not 8A, 8B, which is just a tad warmer than a, actually, by the time I die and you're 50, Mm -hmm. I'm going, we're going to be in zone nine. Uh, Yeah. Which is the same as uh, Marin in um, in, California. California. Yeah. Just just north of uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Hopefully we won't be as dry, but maybe we will. We got a question. We did. We got a question about planting up seeds, right? And when to start. Yes. Lisa. And she's in, give me, she's in Tillamook, which is near the ocean. Your neighbors, kind of. Yeah. She's an 8B also. I had to look her up, but she's an 8B also. And she was going to start her tomato plants. And she heard our last podcast and said, Mm Maybe I better wait. And I wrote her back immediately and I explained to her that I was telling you to wait because you're in zone five mm-hmm. and there's not enough room in your apartment. You don't have a greenhouse. <clears throat> there's not a, yet. Well, you do. No. You have a mini greenhouse. <clears throat> we have a mini greenhouse, but but it's certainly not big enough to hold a giant tomato plant. Or even 50 Several. tomato plants. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Plus your plus your corn, plus your this, plus your that. Anyway, <clears throat> so but she and I can plant out our tomato plants in April with some season um season, season extenders. Yeah. Yes, that's a word. Um walls of water or reme. I I think walls of water is better around a tomato plant. Mm-hmm. It actually keeps it a lot warmer than a reme, but <clears throat> whatever. Reme's reme's kind of like this gauzy stuff. Mm. And and it keeps the frost out, especially if you put a light bulb in there. <clears throat> Just a reg, not a lead, not an LED bulb though. They have no heat. You have to have a regular old fashioned light bulb that creates heat. Yes, yes, <clears throat> that's right. That's right. You put an LED light bulb in there, and, and the plants it. just having a little rave, but it's freezing yeah. to death. Yeah, and 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 it shows because you can see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can see it freeze because the LED is on. <clears throat> anyway, so bless her heart. I told her that she can start growing them anytime she wants, but that you didn't have the space. And <clears throat> um, and I haven't heard back, but I so appreciated um, the question and uh, would love it if other people had questions. Although I suspect that we have a very discerning listening audience out here who already know things that they don't need to ask me questions about. But we'll see. <clears throat> we'll, well see. Well, whenever they do have questions, they can feel free to write in. Um, our email address is uh, gardeningrelated at canby.com. Right? Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and then we also have the website, gardeningrelated.com. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at gardening.related. Facebook. 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 We have a Facebook group. We also have a TikTok. So that's that's my little marketing. And also talk. an Instagram. Because <laughs> yes. you posted something on Instagram. Yes. What we did have you an post? Inst- oh, sharpening yeah. your in- yes, I sharpening. posted a little video of me sharpening my tools. I am so impressed. I am so impressed. You're going to love it. And <laughs> yes. remember, I don't go out. 
without a, a sharpener in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth, the 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 um the blue label, the the proof of how sharp it is, is when you cut your roses, it cuts straight through it cleanly. It mm-hmm. doesn't leave the last little bit of skin on it. If you leave the la- if there's a little bit of skin left on your stem, <clears throat> that's mm-hmm. a bad cut. That means your your tools need sharpening or tightening. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> get that get that baby in your pocket and also get a um a container of Clorox wipes. Mm-hmm. So yes. that when you cut through something that's got a black interior, that's that's a disease and you need to clean your cutters because the next thing you cut will get diseased by what you just cut from the black interior. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be spreading that around. It's worse no. than COVID. Yes. <laughs> it's COVID for, for <clears throat> roses. It is. It's COVID for roses. Like I said, there yeah. was a guy that uh, was buying at a plant sale, a very fancy plant sale out here. And he was buying, I don't know, 20, 30 roses in his mm-hmm. cart. And he was about, uh, you know, a 70-year-old man. And I said, wow, are you just discovering roses? And he said, no. No, I I had to kill I had to dig up all my roses. And I said, "Why?" He said, "Because they all had that sickness cuz I didn't clean my shears." Uh, my cutters. Uh, he said, "I I tried to combat it for 20 years and finally I dug them up." Now, when you dig up a rose, you can't put a rose in that place until you've dug up all the land around it. It's uh, a pain. So, <clears throat> do yourself a favor, Clorox wipes. Do yourself a favor, clean your your tools. Mm-hmm. Because you just never know. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, oh, my God. Awful. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so it's a big deal. So <clears throat> what are you going to do this week? <clears throat> well, this week, um, I think I'm going to look more at, at the seeds. I'm going to get organized, figure out where I'm going to be putting everything. Also, um, you'll be getting ours. <clears throat> yep, I'll be getting getting a shipment of seeds. So yes. organizing <clears throat> and planning where where all of that goes. That's Good. that's my week. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It, I've sent you a lot of flower seeds. I've sent you something you didn't ask for, which is dianthus. Ooh. And <clears throat> dianthus is in the carnation family. And there's this there's these kind that are really um, not stringy, but they're they're really not roughly either. They're they're just really, really magic, and I love them. Oh. They're called Dianthus superba, and I love them. And they're pink, and they're really beautiful. And in the heat of summer, they can take some shade, afternoon shade. Oh, great. Okay. <clears throat> I'm also sending you something called Honesty, which is Lunaria, which <clears throat> is a biennial. And you're going to look at me after you've planted them, and they come up fast, and they make this little nothing this mm-hmm. little round rosette of leaves. And you're going to go, Aunt Rebecca, she's out of her mind. And then <laughs> and then the next year they shoot up four feet and they make this beautiful, they're not huge blossoms, but they're on a stalk of blossoms. They're either purple or white. Mm-hmm. And then they easily reseed. Mm. Oh, that sounds great. I love that. I love anything that reseeds or just continues growing from last year. Exactly. <clears throat> so the first year you have to be patient because you'll look at it and go, there's nothing there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But that, so don't rip it up. <clears throat> and then the next year you'll love it. <clears throat> I love and it. Awesome. yeah. And I, I, I sent you all kinds of other stuff, which I don't remember, but we'll talk about it when you get them. We'll have an unboxing video and we'll talk about all the different seeds that we're planning. 
Yes. And if you can find out which bottles these screw sprinklers go on to, because all I have is one kind of water bottle. And if it do, if none of them go on that, I'm screwed. So I'll have to go buy some fancy water bottles then. It'll be, <laughs> you know, okay. I'll have to spend four, $4.95 to get a sprinkler. <laughs> all right. We'll try to figure it out. Yeah. Because last year, I it would be great if we could get those sprinkler, sprinklers up and working. Because last year, I uh, about gave myself carpal tunnel, just squeezing the, the misting spray to water all of my, my seedlings. And, um, you know, oh, that was the, the gentlest and, you know, the, the best way that I found to water the, those little delicate babies. Yes. Now, if you're outside, you can get a nozzle with a misting head. Right. Right. Of course. But if you're inside, <clears throat> you could haul up the hose. I've threatened to I do think that. Forrest would be a little <clears throat> mad at me if I brought the hose <clears throat> inside the house. I think you know, that's ha- just... I think- I think Halt would too, but I'm tempted. I'm very seriously tempted (laughs) to do it. Uh, If you have a nozzle, if you only if you have a nozzle that doesn't drip, and that's mm -hmm. the problem. Most nozzles drip. Yeah, yeah. But if you spend a serious amount of money, they won't. There's also just that temptation to squirt whoever you're talking to when you have a hose in your hand. You know, know. you just if the cat jumps on the table. Yeah. Never no, trust anyone gone. with the hose in their hand. Never. <laughs> Especially inside. Yeah. Yes. This, this is true. This is very true. Poor Sadie. Is she calmed down now? She behind oh, you yes. still? Uh, no, she's actually, uh, she went out with Forrest. Forrest came back home. Um, so she went out for, for a little potty break. And now I think they're Good. snuggling together on the couch. So she it. has another human. <laughs> so, so she's okay. <clears throat> so... One of the things that um, you asked me about some time ago, probably not on tape, is um, I used to be a numerologist. Well, I still am a numerologist. Once a numerologist, always a numerologist, right? Mm -hmm. You can't forget that stuff. And um, I used to give out uh, a a newsletter to all of my clients about what the new year meant. Mm -hmm. And 2023 adds up to a seven with a zero. Zeros are divine protection. Ooh. Zeros are like you always end up on your feet. Oh, I love that. I know, right? Yeah. And we've just started the 2000s, you know, according to, <clears throat> we're all 22 years in here. <clears throat> and the twos versus the ones is a big, big, big change. Mm-hmm. Ones are men, the sun, mm-hmm. um, raw energy. <clears throat> twos are women, the moon. And um, support, Mm. at least that's what they used to be. I think now that women are coming more and more into the fore and into their own, I think we're also taking over the twos as not so much support as capability. Mm -hmm. Completion. And so, yes, well, completions are like threes are expression as Mm. in children. And oh, fours that are makes work, sense. And, and, and fives are play, and six are community service and, and togetherness, you know, and helping each other. And sevens are self-knowledge, and I'm just going to say that because we're going to get to that, because we're in a seven-year. <clears throat> and eights are, uh, <clears throat> are eights are as above, so below. Eights are the first dis- uh, disconnected number or non-earth number. So <clears throat> eights are karma. And nines mm. are giving and forget it. 
Mm-hmm. So, as as the as a millennia, we've switched from male dominated mm. to start to be female dominated. Hmm. That's why we're having so much trouble with men, <laughs> <laughs> especially in leadership. <clears throat> we're not going to go there right now, and <clears throat> that's why so many men are so desperate. They feel their power slipping away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> women can help with that by not just not giving them back their power, so to speak, but <clears throat> teaching them that sharing is a good thing because mm-hmm. it's a huge responsibility having yeah. all that power. <clears throat> it's a huge responsibility, and so you might as well um, share it and share the burden and and also the blessings. So you have two. Oh, two, three. Mm-hmm. So there's two twos in there, which are about women and sharing. And also it can be moody. Mm-hmm. And it's also detail oriented. Mm. So, and then there's the three, which adds up, which makes the whole thing add up to a seven. So this is a seven year, a universal year of seven. Everybody on the planet is in seven to some extent or another. Mm-hmm. Then you have your own personal years, but I'm not going to go into that because this is not a numerological session. But a seven year is about self-knowledge. This is the year to hunker down and look within. Mm -hmm. This is the year to start meditating. This is the year to start creating more and more self-awareness of what it takes and what you need to feed yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about your mouth. I'm talking about your soul. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm not talking about your work. ego. <clears throat> yeah. Right. I'm not talking about your ego. I'm talking about your soul. The things that you don't feel you want to brag about that are so deep mm-hmm. that you just keep them for yourself. The things that you do take with you when you die. Mm-hmm. And this is the year that a lot of people need company. And want to be in company, but you actually need to be alone a lot. So mm-hmm. don't resist if you want to be alone. Read a book. Don't know why you need to be alone. Just need it. And that you have um, a sense of your inner you. If you mm-hmm. don't have a sense of your inner you, that's okay. Yeah. Imagine yourself as a little boy or girl and talk to your little boy or girl and ask them what they need. Ask them what they want. Mm-hmm. Ask them what they didn't get as a child and then give it to them. I tell this funny, funny story about this woman I knew in New York. Her name was Linda. She's a dear friend of mine. Linda was uh, uh, an occult scientist. She was an astrologist and she knew her stuff. <clears throat> and she worked with me <clears throat> um, as a temp. Well, she wasn't a temp, but I was at a, <clears throat> at a high rise in Manhattan. And Linda and I would, uh, she, I was numerology, she was astrology, so we'd confer, we'd, we'd have notes on each other, and it was a lot of fun. <clears throat> and Linda would always eat these god-awful Chinese herbs. It stank up the place, horrible. But she was so disciplined and so, not religious, but so disciplined about it. And it was like we were getting pizzas and hamburgers and Chinese food and Linda would haul out and nuke this, mm. these Chinese herbs and it would be like, Linda, how can you stand that? And she'd say, well, 
my nutritionist says I need to eat this. And I'm like, do you feel better? She's like, well, your pizza smells awful good. <laughs> and, and But, you know, we'd offer her some and she, would, she wouldn't take it. <clears throat> so <clears throat> long story short, Linda goes to a psychiatrist. She's not happy. And uh, <clears throat> then she has uh, an awareness of her little girl. In the meantime, I've moved to Taos and she calls me up one night crying, which is very unlike Linda. And I say, oh, sweetheart, what's wrong? And she says, I've been having a conversation with my little girl. And I said, well, that's nice. She said, do you know what she wants? I said, tell me. She <laughs> wants a beef steak. She wants a, a shot of whiskey. <laughs> and she wants some topaz earrings. I've had the steak. I've had the whiskey. And now I'm going for the topaz earrings. And I said, are you happier? She said, so much. And she got off her case. She got off the, the, the Nazi spiritualist of you have to do this and that in mm. order to get higher. No, you don't. You have to listen to your inner soul. If if your inner soul is craving hamburgers, you can have God and hamburgers too. There's no hard and fast rules. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so anyway. You can have God and get hamburgers into, too. I love it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> I was going to write a book that said that. So <clears throat> this is the year to start to settle down and get to know what your little girl or your little boy needed and didn't get. And you're the parent now, you're the adult, and you get to give it to them. For Linda, it was mm -hmm. steak, whiskey, and earrings. For somebody else, it's going to be <laughs> candy, or it's going to be a bike, yeah. and, you know, go ride a bike. You don't know how it feeds your soul. We don't, we don't know that until we start listening. And one yeah. of the quickest ways into your soul is through your child because they're closer to your soul than you are. Mm -hmm. So this is the year to start that. Um, it's a really good year to talk to other people about their growth and have deep conversations mm -hmm. about it. It's a year to rejoice in things like the spirituality of growing things. Yeah. Yes. You, know, you and I say Absolutely. it's really hard to get depressed growing seeds. It makes my heart sing. It makes my heart sing to see new buds. It makes my heart yeah, sing to, to see that little finch on my new little planted tree. It just makes my heart sing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And while you can't yeah. take it to the bank, you can't, it, it, it does something for your life. It enriches your life. And when you die, those are the things you take with you. Those are the riches. Mm -hmm. And yes. nobody else can give it to you but you. Okay, the end of that. Mm -hmm. What are you having for dinner? Or what did you have for dinner? Uh, we had some, um, some chicken soup. And Yum. I made a pumpkin pie. You did not. I know it's not the time for did pumpkin really? pie, but I was I was craving pumpkin pie, so I made a pumpkin pie. I love it. Haunt <laughs> and I just stuffed a chicken a yeah. couple of days ago and and had a whole Thanksgiving Ooh. dinner with chicken. So I understand that yes. Yes, you just crave Amazing. things. Right? And it's, it's like, it's it okay, it's January. We still want stuffing, though. Yeah. Yeah, January I need that poultry seasoning a, taste. Yeah, stuffing doesn't have to Go be ahead. a one time a year thing. Mm -mm. 
Heck no. In fact, that's part of the reason. And Haunt and I both, each time we had the leftovers last night, each time we looked up at each other and went, what a satisfying meal. You know, why do we do this only mm. once a year? <clears throat> it was really fabulous. Yeah. Really, really fabulous. Oh, and, that's, uh, great. Oh, for, <clears throat> that's great. We're having lasagna, homemade lasagna that I froze. Mm, yum. I love freezers <clears throat> yeah. for that. <laughs> Don't I love you? freezers yeah. for that, too. Yes. Oh, I wanted to talk to people for just a minute about delphinium seeds because I'll be starting some this week. I'm a member of the, mm. quote, Royal Delphinium Society, which is now just called the Delphinium Society. You can go online and join. I don't think it's very much money. You do have to pay by credit card somehow, and they transfer it into pounds. It's a fabulous place that will tell you everything you need to know, and they send you incredible pictures on their on their website of uh, <clears throat> their delphinium gardens and stuff. Delphiniums are different than other seeds. They require, instead of light like poppies, they require dark. Hmm. So you put... <clears throat> And you put delphiniums in a cool closet, like a 65 to 70 degree closet in the dark, <clears throat> put a pot of them with 20 seeds in there, uh, water it in, put a Ziploc over it, and leave it be for three weeks. Oh, my God. And then you get them huh. out and you start. I know. And they sprout in the dark. They won't sprout in the light. Huh. They also have a tendency to damp off because they're crinkled. And in those crinkles, they carry sort of moldy mildew. <clears throat> so put, um, mm. put a top dressing of grit on them, which helps the mold stay down. Mm. See? <clears throat> this is what, and That's also, so smart. I usually yeah, put a sense. half, uh, yeah, and then I also put a half. Uh, garden soil on the bottom because it takes them forever to grow a real leaf and you can't move them until they've grown their re real leaf and they resent they really resent being moved there are a lot of plants like that that resent being moved and uh, like poppies don't plant poppies in a pot and expect to transplant them don't do it no no <clears throat> plant them where you want them <clears throat> and then mm -hmm. and then yep. a thin amount but <clears throat> plant them where you want them um <clears throat> Anyway, delphiniums can't be like that because um, they, they require uh, darkness. So you have to just t treat them tenderly and then pot them up and, and let them go. And then they'll start blooming. They'll bloom for you in September if you, if you start them now, which is a big deal. Mm -hmm. But that's what gardening is. It's, it's all this planning. There is some gardening site, oh, I'll think of it later, that you can join which I was, I was uh, leery about joining because I didn't know what I was getting myself into, that tells you when. But I have problems with that because each zone is different. So, you know, like we can start our mm -hmm. tomato plants out here and you're going to have to wait a month, mm -hmm. you know? <clears throat> but you yeah. can start your peas in March. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That'll be fun. I'm excited to start my peas. Oh, yeah. I know. I, oh, yeah. I, I want... <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to need to document your peas on our website. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll keep everyone posted when peas go in the ground with a, with a nail and hammer. <laughs> great. And save your water bottles now because I'm going to be sending you a whole bunch of sprinkler heads for them. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, honey. I love you whole bunches. All right. I love you whole bunches. <laughs>
give my love to Sadie and the cats and especially Forrest. Yes, you too. Give my love to all of your animals and chickens and cats and dogs and Uncle Han too. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Love you. Mwah. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye, sweetheart. Check us out on TikTok at Gardening Related, our website at gardeningrelated.com, and our Instagram at gardening.related. Ask us questions, leave your feedback, and give us some love. Oh, I like that. Thank you.